Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back. Today I have a very special guest, one of my new friends. Her name is Lindsay, and she runs a company that I want her to tell us all about. So I'm going to field this over to you. Tell us your background in your medical background. Let's, let's kind of start with that. Okay, perfect. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Um, my background is that I am an OBGYN and in my private practice, just like, you know, the rest of OBGYNs thought that I was um, pretty good at connecting with my patients and caring for my patients' pregnancy, at menopause, maybe even for, you know, infertility, some cancer concerns. But one topic that just kept coming up over and over is low sexual desire and other sexual problems. And I really, unfortunately, in my residency and in residencies across the country were really just not very well trained about these issues, which to me is so crazy considering the training that's available for men's sexual dysfunction and how much time urologists spend on sexual function. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's insane. And so I think that people generally, and, and rightfully so, think that OBGYNs, that's probably a lot of what we do is sexual health and sexual um, function for women, but it's just not the case. We maybe are really good at treating sexually transmitted infections, but outside of that, we really don't you know, have a lot of training. So I started to really think a lot about this and become obsessed with it. And I joined ISWISH, which I know that you're a part of, um, and became you know a fellow of ISWISH and really um, obsessed with evidence-based interventions for female sexual dysfunction. So that's why I started Rosie and that's, that's really what we're all about. Wow. So for those of you who don't know, Ishwish, which has a long name, so it is the yeah. <laughs> International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health. Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah. Good job. Right. I, I just joined too. And it's so fascinating because what I've learned is that there is so much to learn about women's sexual health. And so you you realized that too firsthand when people were coming to you with questions and you realized you needed a, a better education. So I'm interested to know what kind of questions were women coming to you with or what kind of concerns were they coming to you with? Yeah, you know, it's highly variable, but I think the most common one was sort of some version of, I love my partner, I love my husband, I don't care if we ever have sex again. And because of that, I feel broken. I feel ashamed. I feel sad. Does that mean there's something wrong with me or is my relationship doomed? Like all of this context around that particular problem that especially when it goes ignored over time, it can just really bloom out into this overarching cloud over a woman and over her relationship. And so I would see these women whom I really cared for and had been through a lot with, you know, maybe some pregnancies or even losses. And, you know, my heart is always to help these people as much as I could. And I started to understand that the fact that we don't talk about these issues, just generally as a society, the fact that Facebook blocks, you know, ads about women's sexual health 
um, is actually a huge part of the problem because then each woman feels that she's suffering in isolation or that there's nobody with the same story. It's the same with menopausal problems, you know? And it's like, if we could just talk about this openly and freely, then we could solve 50% of these problems because women would know that they're not alone. In fact, 38% of women have low sexual desire and almost 50% of women have some sexual problem or complaint. So there are, there's a lot of women who have these questions and problems, and we just need to do a better job as a society, just in settings like this on Facebook, on commercials, on talk shows of talking about these issues so that women can know that there is available help and that they are not alone in their suffering. I feel like we're kindred spirits in that, right? We're trying to talk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So were you hearing this from older women? You know, that's kind of what most people might think, were you hearing it from younger women? What kind of, what kind of population of women were, were coming to you with this? I mean, it's crazy, but, and that's what everyone thinks is that it's, you know, women in their sixties and seventies, but it's across the board. And I have one very specific patient in my mind and she always sticks with me and she was in her mid twenties and she just had suffered from low desire for her whole life. She had no idea what was going on. And she was so distraught because she felt like, you know, she had recently gotten married and she thought, Oh, this is my, this is my time. And it just never clicked for her. Mm-hmm. And, and she was in so much distress and crying. And she told me, you know, I feel like my friends will look at me like I have three heads if I talk about this. So just feeling very isolated. So definitely all across the board, women in their twenties, a lot of times, you know, after babies and just the busyness of life that, you know, intimacy becomes an issue definitely in perimenopausal time where bodies are changing, body images are changing, moods and sleep are changing. Um, And then as we age, our health conditions um, oftentimes kind of get in the way with pain or with incontinence that can happen obviously as we know in younger women as well but you know the complication the situation gets more complicated the more health problems that you have and so it's really an across the board problem it's an it's a throughout life issue and that's the thing that I love about um, women's sexual health is that we can continue to offer resources throughout the lifespan it's not just a one-stop shop it's about open communication and facilitation of these tools that we all need. I love that. I think then a big take-home message for our listeners is that this this is this is something that can happen to you at any point, at any age, at any stage, and that we we there is still a lot of taboo around women's sexuality. And in I think combined with that, there's some unrealistic societal expectations of what women's sexuality should be. So that's that's just like so much to unpack. You know, I guess I could ask you the obvious question that a lot of us could come up with answers, but why do you think that women's sexuality is still so taboo to talk about? I mean, I know we're on the same page probably with this answer, but I, it's my personal opinion and feeling that women's sexuality has been um, owned by other people, men particularly (laughs) for a long time. And that, you know, women, the reproductive sort of aspect of women's sexuality has been maybe the primary component. So like we have sex to have babies and then we have sex to please our partners. Right. But there has never been this question of, do we want to have sex? Do we have pleasure when we have sex? 
what is the sexual experience like for us? And if there has been, it's definitely been the the least sort of um, communicated version of this. And so I think that, you know, with the, all of the changes that are going on in the world, especially in the last couple of years, it's really the time for this third wave of feminism, right? Where we're like, hey, our sexual sort of enjoyment, pleasure, health is equal to that of our partners. And we expect to have the same resources. And yeah. I think that the time for when we accept anything less than that is completely over and yeah. we deserve the same funding. We deserve the same research. We deserve the same open communication and advertising as men's sexual dysfunction. And we can even improve on that. I mean, there's improvements in both men and women's um, sexual health that I think, you know, the world is ready for. I love that idea of this like third wave sort of things coming off of this me too movement that I think now that women of all ages are becoming more, you know, so much better at using technology and using Facebook and, and, and really conversing with each other, as well as they're starting to think that th they want to demand more, better answers, better resources. And so I think you're right. Now is really like, now is really the time to, to really kind of help sort of move that along. So tell us sort of then you took all this you saw this gap in care for women and you made a product. So tell us more about your product and your company. Yeah, thank you. So Rosie is my fourth child. I'm obsessed. Oh, that's, <laughs> um, that's, we and, are too. We are too. Yeah. <laughs> and so Rosie is a mobile app that you can download on your phone and it offers um, an onboarding questionnaire, which we can use to track progress over time. It offers a library of curated educational information. So when you answer the onboarding questionnaire, we um, curate your content. So a woman who's menopausal and maybe having pain would get different content than a woman who is postpartum and is, you know, stressed. That's so, so the cool. content is, thank you. The yeah. content is tailored and goes over all aspects of female sexuality. So sexual response, sexual pleasure, an anatomy lesson, how the med different medical conditions that you may be experiencing can be affecting your sexual function. So it's really everything that I learned sort of in a patient facing format, um, all sort of evidence-based and expert created. Um, there's a library of self-help, which we created with a psychologist from the University of Florida named Lori Mintz. And she's written two books on the topic, A Tired Woman's Guide to Passionate Sex and Becoming Cliterate. And she took the major ideas from her books and, you know, brought those to our users and some self-help where we talk a lot about partner communication. We talk about exploring pleasure, um, how to sort of revive excitement in the bedroom. So she goes into a deep dive with some self-help with our users. We also have a really fun library of erotica. So users who come to Rosie find out that oftentimes for women, particularly arousal comes before desire. And that in part of our journey to regain desire, we, we need to seek out things that cause arousal. And we know through research that one of those is erotica. And so we have a library that can be fully tailored from the tamest of content, which like the notebook, which is what we say in the app, to you know much more erotic content like Fifty Shades. There's three different spice levels. And then there's nine different genres. So we're really wow. trying to be sensitive to our users because some of them come to Rosie and get nervous about reading erotica. So we really try to have, you know, very tight control over that user experience so that she comes and reads exactly what she wants to read and doesn't want to read anything she doesn't want to read. But while we offer this expanded version of what, you know, arousal could look like for, for our users. And then the last component that just launches community, um, which really 
I am so excited about because in my office, when I would see individual patients back to back and one after the other would complain about low desire, all I wanted was to be like, let's all meet in the waiting room and talk about how common this is. But of course, as a doctor, you can't do that, right? right. Um, but in the app, we do exactly that. And users can really connect. And I mean, there was someone in there commented, I thought it was just me. I thought I was the only one with this. And to read comments like that and then have other people respond is like the true embodiment of this whole um in this whole company and so it, it's so meaningful to me to be able to offer that oh that's so special that ability to be able to connect is so nice and i think what i've realized as well being a physician is there's definitely a benefits they get from having validation from a physician but there's also something that a patient and a woman gets when someone who's experiencing the same thing says to her yes i'm in the same boat with you i have the same condition i have the same diagnosis and and here's sort of what i've done and i think it's just so special that you have that ability for them to connect within your app. Thank you. And we're, I mean, it's, it's such a fun part of it. And users just want to make sure that everyone knows users can create their own username or we can generate a totally, you know, random username for you so that you don't have to feel exposed. If you don't want to share your name, you're certainly more than welcome to, but it's a way to connect on whatever level of anonymity that you'd like and that you're comfortable with. Yeah. I love that you have really, thought very um, strategically about how to make women feel really comfortable, especially in something that we've talked about. They, they probably already feel uncomfortable even asking about, thinking about, or even maybe starting to try to improve despite a lot of women wanting it to get better. There's just, there's so many barriers at each stage and you guys have really taken a lot of thought in removing those in a way that is really sensitive to women's needs, which are just, you know, inevitably a lot different than men's need around their sexual health needs, right? Absolutely. And the, you know, the whole way that we've been able to do that is by talking to our users. You know, like I came into this with my, you know, context of the patients that I cared for. And so we made a bunch of those early decisions based on those women. And then since then, you know, our user base, um, we've had, I think like close to 20,000 downloads at this point. So we're able to, wow. yeah. So That's we're able to awesome. reach out and say, like, tell me how you're feeling. Tell me how this makes you feel. Tell me what, what you like about this or what you don't like about this. So honestly, it's been so crazy, which is a whole nother topic, going from being, you know, an OBGYN to, like, being a CEO of a product, like a technology product company. But yeah. one of the coolest things about it is what we call user testing. And it's basically, like, asking the people that, you know, come to you what they think about what you're doing. Yeah. And we've learned, honestly, we've learned so much through that experience. And that has been one of my favorite parts because that's the whole reason we even exist is to really address this need in a way that speaks to women. Like if we do it in yeah. just the way we think is right and it doesn't right. work, then that's meaningless and, and right. pointless. Right. So the women that we've made this for are definitely the most important part of the product. Oh my gosh. That is so, I love the whole individualization aspect of it. When you first get in, I love how thoughtful and it's just so refreshing to see a, a woman as a CEO and who of a medical product, right? So often we also see medical products that maybe even for women that are are not even, you know, run by people who are medical or women. So this is just like, hits so many like cool points that I'm so excited for you guys. Now, as Thank you've been you. talking, I, I, you know, kind of think, would this also be 
an interesting or a useful app for a woman who maybe doesn't self-identify with having low libido, maybe just like normal libido? Would this also be good for her? You know, it's such an interesting point because we've talked to users like in our very earliest user testing who are describe exactly that. They're like, well, I don't think anything's wrong with me, but I want to just be well. I want to, I can always improve, you know? And so I do think that while a lot of our language is tailored around that, that there's still something there for everyone, right? Even if you are sexually well and you want to have access to erotica, come to Rosie. Like we've got lots of content. We've got, we release new stuff every week. Um, and also for the educational aspect, I think is huge. So like just learning, you know, correct anatomical names for female genitals, you know, that's amazing. Also, I think learning about sexual response, learning about this idea of orgasm equality, getting permission to use, you know, sexual aids or toys in the bedroom. Like these things can all be very freeing, even if you don't have a diagnosis or a problem or you're not feeling down or sad. It's just a place to come and sort of have a safe um, dialogue and information around these topics in vast sort of, um, you know, um, difference from the internet where you may Google these things right. and get all kinds of stuff that you're not, you're not into where you weren't looking for. So we're excited to offer this really tightly curated safe spot to access, you know, high quality information like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, that's, that's another thing I was thinking as we've been talking is this would be great for anyone who right now has some downtime and wants totally. to kind of <laughs> look around, you know, a lot of us are, you know, as we're recording this, we are in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so everyone's stuck at home. And so, you know, might as well make you, we're all on our phones, might as well make use. So to get your app, they just go to the app store and tell us sort of, they type in meet Rosie or tell me if I'm doing the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're available on Apple and Android and you just go to the app store and just type Rosie. It's spelled R O S Y. Mm -hmm. And we should be the first one that pops up. We were this morning when I checked. Um, and so, yeah, you, it's a free download. All of the educational content is free. There's one self-help class that's free. And I think a few erotica stories, if a user or woman thinks that what we're doing looks like fun and she wants to get more content, then it's $10 a month or $50 for six months. And like I said, we're always releasing new content, educational content, erotica. And then we're actually about to release a new class, which we're oh, so excited about. Nice about it. What's yes. That and so it's, it was made based on our user sort of feedback. So users who, um, in the last year we've heard from lots of users, but a specific group of which who, whom are breast cancer survivors. Okay. And they were describing, you know, like I, it, there's this one user who's sticking out in my mind. She had, um, cancer over 15 years ago. She had what followed by a mastectomy and an oophorectomy for a genetic predisposition. And she had lots of, you know, obviously sexual side effects from these things. She had a different body image. She was having vaginal dryness. She wasn't sure how to communicate with her partner about these changes that she was feeling and going through. And so she shared with us, like, I have never had access to resources like these. Thank you so much. And this is something over oh. and over that we hear. And so we partnered with an oncologist and a clinical psychologist. Um, and um, through a CDC grant, we're able to make this new class all for breast cancer survivors talking about fatigue and vaginal dryness and mood changes and body image and stress management and just this 
this class full of rich content, speaking specifically to these women who, in our experience, you know, don't have great access to resources like this. So we're excited to tell oncologists about it as a resource, as a resource for their patients and also to share it with you know, all the survivors of really any type of cancer all over the country. So this we're super is, pumped. Wow. For those of you listening, that is amazing. I mean, you've made so many really important connections in uh, promoting this to and getting this to the hands of people who, who need it as well as educating the physicians who tend to have, you know, so much, so much ability to teach their patients um, who then can go on and do these things. So that's really so exciting. I mean, wouldn't it be just amazing if anytime someone had a diagnosis of breast cancer or even just low libido that, you know, their physicians around the country just knew right away to sort of give them these resources. I mean, that how excited, gosh, I'm so excited for you just, just hearing about all the ways you guys are integrating this really needed product into the hands of people who can get it to the women who need it. I'm just so excited for you. Well, thank you so much. And that's really been our goal because we know that there's a physician and, you know, healthcare team need for this as well. We are all stressed for time. And, you know, a lot of physicians, as we talked about, don't have the the training that they need to address these issues. So we're really excited to just be like a point of care intervention. Like, hey, I hear that you have this problem. It's super important here's, you know, this platform made by a doctor, you can check it out. And then if you uncover any other issues that you think might be going on, then you can come back and we can address those in a really targeted way. Um, And so we've been super excited in the last year since we launched um, to have a network of over 2,600 healthcare providers um, who are sharing this information with Rosie or with their patients about Rosie. So yeah, it's very exciting. That is so cool. Now I have another question for you, what do you or how do you think about for women who have pain? Does this mean that this app might be too advanced or meaning, you know, their doctor should really, you know, kind of treat that or can they use it in conjunction or what do you do for women who have, you know, global pain? Absolutely. So we always instruct um, any of our users who have pain that they need an in-person visit, obviously with their practitioner. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's like you, like you commented on, there's so many reasons for pain, so many origins of pain, and they can definitely all interplay with sexual function. And so I, I, I really um, agree that Rosie can be used in conjunction with, you know, those visits with your provider, because a user for the first time might learn the word vaginismus in Rosie, you know, she may have never heard that. And we talk a lot about those issues and how they could affect sexual function. But we also know as providers that if there is an underlying pain problem, that that needs to be addressed before considering any other diagnosis like HSDD or um, other low desire diagnoses, just because, you know, we've got to solve that pain first. So I think there's an opportunity for a lot of education for these women, but for women specifically with pain, you know, the in-person relationship and examination particularly are, are very important. Important. So you can kind of do them in conjunction, but that aspect, it's, it's so nice to know that you're, the, the app kind of tries to tease out then if there is some component of pain and, and directs them to continue to, to, to talk to their physician about that and, and treat that a different, little bit differently. So that's wonderful. So is Rosie right now available on um, a desktop or is it just an app? 
So right now we have a website, but it really just directs women to the app. So yeah, that's the really best place to get all of our content. We have a YouTube channel so that um, physicians who want to share information maybe in their office can like pull up a video, maybe while they're waiting on their provider or something like that. Um, And also those videos can be shared really easily um, in an EMR or something like that. Um, But for patients, specifically for women, it the most sort of um, tangible way to get these resources is on their phone. And we designed it like that because I really view it as a replacement for sort of maybe other less productive activities we might be doing, like going down a rabbit hole on social and all, and all of the um, pieces of information are really short. So it's like, you can watch a video in three to five minutes. So like in my life, I'm like, how does that fit in? I'm like, okay, waiting in carpool line on my day off or maybe in like in the bath before I go to bed, maybe that's a great time to read an erotica story. So it's basically a touch point where you don't have to go and spend two hours. You can go and spend just a few minutes, learn a little tidbit, take that with you over the next couple of days, see how you can use it in your life to improve and then come back and see what else there is and come back and see what else there is. So it's not like a huge, you know, um, ask or download, which I think really speaks to me personally and to the women that I've cared for, because the last thing we need is another thing to do, right? Like, (laughs) it's like, are you kidding me? Especially right now. Um, but yeah, it's something that we can use as a healthy replacement for maybe the other things that we're doing on our phone that might not make us feel so good. Yes. Oh, that is just wonderful. And I, I also think I saw correct me if I'm wrong. Did you are you did you get nominated for some type of 40 under 40 award or something oh, really sweet. cool like that cuz we <laughs> we all want to hear about that. Thank you. Um, so recently, okay. So last year Forbes named me and Rosie sort of Forbes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know it's not, it's not, no, it's fine. It was just, it was one of the top women, top 50 women disrupting healthcare. So that was obviously a huge excitement for me. And then recently in Dallas, Thank you, Dallas. There was an award um, for that were I think it was twenty under forty. So that was a Dallas award. And then um, there's yeah, those are the I think those are the from maybe the two that that might have been. But you're so sweet. Thank That's you. That's really exciting. You know these again. These are really signs that you are taking a, a, a gap in care for women and tailoring it to the ways that you know are going to help them the best and and also has this sensitivity around a topic that we've talked about. It tends to be still taboo and we're pushing into that third wave so that women can really open the dialogue, talk to each other. And, and, and that's how we're going to, you know, make a difference. And so these, these things that you're doing are so wonderful and you deserve these accolades. We're so excited. I mean, I'm just excited to see how your company and how Rosie is going to just continue to, you know, dominate over, over the, over the next couple of you know months and then years. And so I'm, I'm just really, as you can obviously tell, I'm very excited for everything that you are doing. And, you know, I'm right there with you kind of in, in the sense that we want to bring forth these women's health issues that tend to kind of go ignored basically for lack of better words. So I am just so excited for everything you are doing and I just want to follow along and I want all of our listeners to know exactly how they can get it and 
you know, we've already mentioned, you just go to your app store and you download the app and then you kind of just, you, you know, start playing around and seeing what's going to work for you. So I'm, I'm just so excited. So, oh, thank you so much. And thank you for the work that you do. I can only imagine how much your patients love you because your, your ability to connect and your, you know, the way that you stay on top of things and the way that you address these issues in such a sensitive way. So I know all the good work that you're doing and I appreciate you helping us to spread this message and really, um, you know, emphasizing the importance of women's sexual health, not only to your patients, but to the, to the broader audience. So thank you as well. Oh, honestly, you're so welcome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you guys liked this episode, please leave us a comment, leave us a review, download the app, tell us about it, send it to your friends, spread the word, because we just think that this is awesome and wonderful product. And I, I know, I know I personally get so many questions about sexual health and sexual function and low libido. Thank you guys for listening in today. And I truly appreciate Lindsay having you on any kind of last things you want to leave or, or say before we, we jump off. I would say that if this um, episode airs during this coronavirus, you know, time that I would encourage people to really try to use this time for, for whatever they can in their relationship. If it's going well and you're highly communicative, maybe it's about reading erotica together and spicing things up and, and enjoying things in a new way. If, if intimacy has been a struggle for you, then maybe it's about sort of reflecting on that, understanding it and making a new commitment um, to that and your relationship relationship just because, you know, I think this is a unique opportunity that none of us ever expected, but that if we really put our minds to it and get our, get our heads around it, we can come out of this in a different and maybe even better spot than, than when we started. I love that. You know, we all have to sort of radically adapt to the changes right now because as we're recording this, it is April 3rd. And so, yeah, I've kind of mentioned we're right at the height of this pandemic and it, and it is a good time. You're absolutely right. We're all, we're kind of at home and it may not be the sexiest time, but why not, <laughs> you know, why not sort of explore and take advantage of the things that we have, which is being very close to each other and, and, and having a lot of, a, a lot of time together. And so I think that's a wonderful message to leave everyone with. I really do. Well, thanks so much. So good to talk to you this morning. It's so good to talk to you guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in. I'm going to link uh, links to directions to get to her app and more about her down below. And so let us know if you have any more questions, comments, or feedback. We love hearing from you. All right, guys. Thanks so much and have a great day.